Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for The Deuce with Jimmy Chavez on 1620 The Zone. All the headlines you need in two minutes or less. The Creighton women squeaked by Georgetown 75-34 Saturday at Sokol. They led 24-5 after one quarter, and the route was on. They led 40-13 at halftime, led by as much as 44. They're now 19-7 overall, 13-5 in the Big East. They'll look for win number 20 Wednesday night at Marquette. They're pretty good. The Nebraska women fall to Iowa 80-60 in front of a record crowd of 14,289 at PBA. The game was actually tied at 31 late in the second before the Hawkeyes closed the half on a 9-2 run. Caitlin Clark, who we discussed quite a bit last week, she was booed often. Oh, yeah. Hey, and she... She had 30 she, points, 8 assists. She good. buys into that. Oh, she loves it. Oh, God. There was one moment going to timeout where she thought she got fouled. She decided to kind oh, of sit under the basket oh. and have a little mini tantrum. Oh. She's on your team. You love her. Maybe you do, but at, like because <laughs> she's a winner. Yeah. But man, when you play against her and her some of her antics, ooh. she screamed at a fan after she was fouled and she scored. She clapped and uh, it looked like she was screaming hey, at the fan. The fan played yeah. with it, but she feeds off your rage. Hey, she's a rock star, man. Yeah, and okay. she knows it. They, when Iowa plays on the road, Scott Doctorman tweeted this out: uh, Teams are averaging thirty-three hundred more fans when mm-hmm. Iowa and Kate Clark, Caitlin Clark, come in. I mean, Nebraska wins basketball is right now in the danger zone. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. fourteen and thirteen now. I, 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 asked, and Tim, I asked Tim if St. John should be better. Nebraska yeah. women be better. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, guys. I don't think so. I, I think compared athletically to other teams that are like, you know, Indiana and Iowa on a different level in that conference. Right. I think there's something wrong with Nebraska women's basketball. Did I said right too. Indiana I for the first time you. since '83. Uh, won the Big Ten. Uh, wow. But. But if she's on your team, you, you take her. She's she's an absolute rock star. So people went there. You know, Iowa's nationally ranked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Game it's day's going to, to Iowa City this weekend. The the it's just like the vol the Nebraska volleyball effect that I see, where young girls they they wait to get autographs from the Nebraska volleyball players after games. The amount of young girls, whether they were Iowa fans or Nebraska fans, that waited for Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. to come out of the locker room. I, I I very rarely have seen that, um, and and she is very accommodating. By the way, I under, that's I, cool. I, I talked to, talk to a, an Iowa fan who, you know, they live on the western part of Des Moines, so they, you know, so it's, it's actually closer to come to Lincoln than it is to go to Iowa City. Yeah. Um, they say every time they've gone to an Iowa women's game, Caitlin Clark will, you know, time permitting, will stand and sign autographs for everybody. So yeah. that's she. She's done a good job of growing the game, but yep. she's she feeds into that man because people listen to our show and they got after. Her, but that just kind of yeah, right away. They say, you I say apologize, we Amy Williams. Yeah, you say we didn't help. <laughs> no, that's but players like that. It's great for the sport. 
It is gets people watching. Well, because when you have a when you have okay, if we want to, I, I don't even know if I'm using this appropriately, but if you want to have a quote villain, but she is cold blooded, she can do something about it. I mean, that's oh, that's great a, in any sport. She had a three for about twenty seven, twenty eight feet at one point. Looks no big deal. It just invokes emotion one way or the other. I mean, that's great for any sport. And I mean, yeah, the fact that she's damn talented and and despite a full house like a packed house, just raining down booze on you you like even you just thrive in that like that's that's awesome to see that's great Mm -hmm. she's she she's helping grow the game Mm -hmm. and and you know i mean college game day is going to be at the iowa indiana uh, game i obviously done a lot of women's games and uh it was very cool to see that many fans at a game and i told my wife you would never see this in lawrence they could give away money and you would never get that many fans there. So the Nebraska fans should be damn proud of themselves. And the, their players, it should mean a lot to get that many people because it smashed the previous record. I was excited oh, to was call a, a... It was a great atmosphere. I mean, it, it, it was, was fun. Unbelievable. And we've seen that when when women's coaches in this state say, hey, we need a little extra boost. Come, come and, and watch our product at a high level in person. Even though I, I don't think she should have to do it, Kirsten... Brenthal Booth, Coach yeah. Booth for Creighton Volleyball, kind of put out a call. Let's let's pack the CHI for Nebraska, you know, Creighton Volleyball. She's got a program at a point that I don't think she has to ask people to come right. to Sokol, but she does because she's helping grow the game. Right. Nebraska, Amy Williams said, hey, we want to grow the game. Here's an opportunity. And when there have been calls like that in this state, especially for, for women's sports, People heed those calls, yeah. and we saw what happened with volleyball back in September. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened on Saturday. It was a great crowd, and you know, there were a lot of Iowa fans there. There were also probably some Nebraska fans that don't normally watch women's basketball that said, you know what, I'll come in and right. sample the product, and maybe they come back mm-hmm. the next time they play. Yep. Yeah. My in-laws have season tickets. There's a reason. They love supporting them. They go to as many games yeah. as they can. All right, Coming up uh, next hour, Jacob Bigelow and Joel Lorenzi. Uh, college baseball over the weekend got started. I noticed that some colleges had issues with the pitch clock. Um, that could be a, an issue moving forward before you get used to it. Uh, some had issues with the competition they played. Uh, not great for Omaha to go on the road and play a Big Ten team to start and going to UCLA, who may end up here in Omaha. And it was not a good weekend for Omaha baseball. Uh, they gave up 47 runs and only scored two. Um, but they were their own worst enemy a couple of those games. Yeah, uh, Creighton, who gave up an unearned run in a pitcher's duel on Friday, bounced back, and they got transfers that helped out. Uh, Lorenzo helped, uh, um, Lozano, I mean, helped out on Saturday, and then uh, Kleinsorgi on the mound yesterday, and Creighton was really good on the mound, and they won two of three against McNeese State. I don't know if you saw this or not, so the portal can giveth and taketh away, and it tooketh, a word I just made up, from Creighton it after offseason. Did you see Jared Wagner, what he did for Arkansas over the weekend? Mm-mm. So he transferred from Creighton? Yeah. Ooh, there's a reason why Dave Van Horn was very excited to get Dealt. it. He tore it up in the three games that the uh, Hogs played. But then there's Nebraska baseball, Nick. And Ooh. it is early. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, you are playing San Diego, which is a regional team. Yep. Conference champion. But bad baseball in February sometimes can mean bad baseball in May. 
And Nebraska baseball is 0-3. They play today. I hate to say it because it is a long season. It's February 20th. But it's it's kind of a must-win for Nebraska. Yesterday Ooh. was tough. Well, they, yesterday uh, was complete, to two. Everything was Yesterday was completely different from the, the previous two games. Right. You so, had a huge lead. So they keep showing... Uh, and good, they showed like highlights of the game going on. They showed Max Anderson's bomb over mm-hmm. the hitter's background great to see. in San Diego. So they kept showing the score at the basketball game. And then when it was 9-7, I don't think they ever showed it again. <laughs> and Nebraska blew an 8-2 lead, and they lost 10-9. Yeah. Will got thrown out of the game. He had a valid argument on a hit-by-pitch that was called on one team, wasn't called on the other. A little bit of frustration. But they go from atrocious, same old, lots of swings and misses, yeah. runners left in scoring position on... Friday and Saturday, to all of a sudden the offense wakes up yesterday, and it was a, a carry in a Columbus, and Max Anderson, who got off to a slow start, is crushing the ball, yep. and you're like, here you go, this is a feel-good Sunday, they have a chance to split the series, and then, and, and then again, they got three straight days of good starting uh, They did. Olsen, uh, Kaminska was really good Clark. for his five and two-thirds. Clark in his debut was good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that back into the bullpen... Hello. Yes. And now they're zero and three. Just a, just a start that looks like there's just there's some stuff that looks all too familiar to last year's it, it twenty-three does. and thirty season. And that is what going back to Friday night, the amount of runners left on base, the swings and misses, the offensive woes, and that's been my chief concern going into this season. Is why I couldn't necessarily. Put them as an NCAA tournament team or a team that could make it, and and I'm not trying to say, hey, and and that's validation what happened this weekend because this is a long, long season, but it it was a little eerie seeing some of those same issues where you get guys on base, never been a problem, but then you get some really non-competitive at bats afterwards. You get a guy is going to roll over a ground ball, then you get two strikeouts after that. They had what the bases loaded in a situation yesterday where. You got nobody out. I think I'm trying to remember. They got one run out of it. I, I think someone got hit. I think I can't remember how they got one run out of it. But then the following uh, sequence was uh, strikeout, strikeout, ground ball. Those things happened too often last year. It it gave Will gray hairs. But one of the areas, and I know you and I were kind of in agreement on this, where I thought the strength of this team, and it still can be. Again, I, this is just a small sample size. The bullpen. Because I think they have a lot of options. I think they have a nice blend of some young, explosive arms combined with some more experienced college pitchers that understand how to get outs. You needed that yesterday more than any to sort of put out the flames and and just hold on for a victory. They didn't get that. Even Shea on Friday wasn't sharp. He wasn't all that solid. And, And Shea's kind of an enigma. You can go a month where Shea is just lights out, and then you'll get a game or two where you're like, he just he can't find the zone at all, and there's you can kind of see him wearing that you know body language. It just again, some pitching woes, some inconsistencies in the zone, and just lack of offense when you needed it with guys on base. It was a little concerning, and well, I, I tr- try to keep the perspective of it's a long season, but man, there were some familiar things. But those offensive woes persist. Like I look at Saturday. So Saturday, they got, in the 6th and the 7th, they got the leadoff runner on. And what promptly happens? Both innings. The next three are retired in order. Mm-hmm. 
And there you go. Your first two got on, and you weren't able to push across a run. And it's like a, just a quiet threat. And then the eighth hits again in San Diego, just like they did on Friday night. They won the ball game in the eighth inning. And then last night, or yesterday, late afternoon, they walk it off. I mean, they play at noon. Uh, well, they play at 2 o'clock Central, noon yeah. out there. That's that's a pretty important game for Nebraska it baseball. Is. Because you don't have many opportunities. No. Like the way the schedule is set up. You know, if you're thinking about, man, getting into the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. even way out there hosting a regional, you can't start the year 0-4. I don't care if San Diego goes on and has a really good year. You just Coming off last year, you can't wear a collar yep. on the opening weekend. You just can't. Yep. And the way that you play looks all too eerily right. familiar. Right. Uh, uh, that last part especially. And, you know, when you kind of look at their schedule, you've got South Alabama. So quick turnaround because you are you're going from the West Coast and you're going to play South Alabama this weekend. But then following weekend, that Cambria Classic up at the Twin Cities, got Vanderbilt. I mean, you've got you got squads that you're going up against. And so if you can't salvage at least one out of this weekend, depending on what happens this upcoming weekend against South Alabama, uh, Alabama again, which is going to be challenging just with a short turnaround travel-wise, and then to have to play that type of competition in two weeks, you could dig yourself a hole, and you know it as well as I do. Teams get off to those slow starts sometimes. It can be tough. They never recover. Exactly. It can be tough to sort of kind of dig yourself out of that avalanche. So it's not, you know, again, keeping the entire season in perspective, it's not a must win, but in a lot of ways it is today. All right, when we come back, uh, everybody good with Nebraska football, and this is, I think, the second eighth grader that they've offered. Well, now it hits closer to home. Lost in all of the excitement yesterday of, of Tobin Monaga mania is Nebraska football offered a local eighth grader. Uh, we will uh, discuss the uh, ramifications of that. It's actually a very, very smart move. Um, next hour, more on basketball from Nebraska and Creighton. Creighton, a monster game tomorrow night against Marquette. It is for the lead in the Big East. Is that game sold out yet? I have not seen a Rob Anderson tweet that the Actually, game is sold wondering out. If it has watching. to be. Yeah, I haven't seen anything uh, yet it's either. It's a Tuesday. But... It's, you know, maybe it's a Tuesday. Mm. That game's got to be sold out. It has to be. Because it's going to be one of the better games of the week. The, the Big East. So we're talking about the Big 12 schedule? The Big East schedule of where the big boys are going head-to-head this week, it's a good week for Big 12 yeah. and Big East uh, basketball. And, and one of the bigger games will be here uh, tomorrow night. We'll have a lot more on that tomorrow. But Joel Lorenzi will join us in the next hour of Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.